0: now and at the hour of our day. Hail Mary full of is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, blessed is the fruit of your womb. Holy Mary, Mother of
1: Eloquent in speech, melodious in hymn and praise, and wears many hats in the Catholic Church. Having left the legal profession for the priesthood, he has inspired parishioners at every parish he's been to, guided the youth at Asayo, and throughout the MCO, been very active on social media. Today, Catholics at Home speaks to Father Gregory Chan, parish priest of the Church of the Assumption in PJ, about some of the programs that he's been involved in during this time we also have Jerry Thyssen, the Chief Coordinator of the Landings Program, to tell us more about that. It's all here on this episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home, which is produced in collaboration with the Catholic Research Centre in Kuala Lumpur. My name is Kachang Kevin and my co-host today is Mark Darren Lee. Hey Mark.
2: Hey Kevin, what's up?
1: Finally, we get to have Father Gregory Chan on our show, yeah? We've been waiting to have him on the show and finally he's been able to make some time for us.
2: Exactly, it's an honour to have uh, Father Greg on the show. I mean, we just saw him at mass yesterday and he uh, he sang the whole mass. Fantastic. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Thanks be to God.
1: Father Greg, did you ever plan on uh, pursuing a career in singing or the opera or something like that? Was that ever in in your mind?
3: Actually, I was a a piano teacher and I was planning to have a a concert career in mind actually when I was I think 19 years old. But I developed something unusual called, um, what was that, a trigger finger. So because Mm. I had trigger fingers, I couldn't continue with my uh, uh, piano career uh, decided to take up music and said so. That that was part of a more general agenda which happened. And eventually, um, something happened. My uncle challenged me. Said, "I don't think you have what it takes." And at that time, he was a presiding high court judge. And as usual, when you are young, when people tell you you can't do it, what do you do?
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll do it. And I went to study law. And that's how my life changed a bit. A short diversion. <laughs> After mm. that, I came back. Uh, was in the legal profession for about 14 or 15 years. Thereafter, uh, I had a different calling altogether. And so today we praise God for uh, this and uh, whether the music has served me uh, uh, well, not only with my fingers, not not, not only digitally. Digitally, I believe I was meant to 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 talk to you all in the the digital (laughs) world and vocally to praise God a little Mm, bit higher. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, Father Greg, I just want to tell the viewers watching that um, you know your vocation story uh, has been is very interesting one that uh, we re- I recently read it on the uh, KL Vocation Promotion Team website and you know like like oh, I mentioned earlier you. Were... <laughs> Sorry, that was As ten years
3: ago. Yeah,
1: yeah but there's My the head- story of your. The story of your calling was uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, I won't mention the club that you left in Melbourne to walk around and you found a church and, you know, the the Lord calling you. So, you know, it's a very interesting story. I think I just want to point out to the viewers to, you know, if you get a chance go to the KL Vocation Promotion Team website and read up on Father Greg's uh, vocation story. It's very inspiring. And, of course, we just celebrated a vocation Sunday just a couple of Sundays ago, right?
3: Uh, yes, that's right.
1: Uh, uh, that, any that regrets? Was, uh... <laughs> and sorry you yes, yes the, working, no. the legal profession
3: uh, no no absolutely not every day i thank the lord where i am where i am for sending me where i am
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right father greg uh, we also know that you're very active on social media we follow you on your facebook page uh, you seem to have taken advantage of this mco to do a lot of uh, activities online and even
3: have the uh, tide explain you wanted to tell us more a bit about that Oh, yes. Uh, tide explain is actually for the Assumption Bible group. They were think- thinking, uh, is there something which we can do uh, after Christmas? So I said, yes, start with this. And uh, this is the the occasion where we go through the readings and then explain out salient points. So, for example, we have uh, the Bread of Life discourse. So that was one. The second one was the Good Shepherd discourse, which is also very important. And the next one, which we're going to have, which is, which is tomorrow, yes. Tomorrow, it is the I am the way, the truth, and the life discourse. All these help uh, our parishioners keep in contact with one another. Also keep in contact because there's opportunity to ask questions. And uh, more than that, it, the, have the scriptures explain to them what it means week by week by week. So, so is that's this, uh, why we started is this a weekly thing, Father? Yes, it is. Every Tuesday, uh, there is a transmission from my Facebook, and then from there onwards, I go. Uh, then, if there are any questions, I'll ask them to to write it down. Uh, they they meet to discuss, and I think that's the most important point. Not just to hear me or see me; more importantly, they come together uh, uh, to discuss, but uh, not physically. But also, I think in I think it's a Zoom app or something which they do. They come together in a meeting in a Zoom meeting. Thereafter, they discuss amongst themselves if there are any questions they ask, and then this generates a lot of discussion and also a lot of uh, interest. I think this is very suitable for everybody. That's the reason why I do what I do. Mm.
1: Now, Father, you said this was uh, initially for the Assumption Bible Group, but now I, I assume that everyone can uh, can participate in this uh, program. So I should yes. I, I suppose, um, what do you think of this technology all uh, just coming up during this MCO? And, you know, the church is really taking advantage of this, right?
3: Yes, yes. Well, in this day and age, especially in the, we have to make use of uh, virtual reality in cyberspace so that we may continue to pass on the work of the Lord. It doesn't cease just because we are under lockdown. As a matter of fact, under lockdown, yesterday, uh, very close to our church, of uh, 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 just a few hundred meters away, eh? uh, the old town, PJ P- Old Town, was under lockdown, and that that one also affected many of us. But nevertheless, we are still advising caution to everyone. We are not opening the church up yet, administratively, to everybody. No, but more importantly, that the work of the Lord must continue, and that's exactly what we still have to keep in touch with our our neighbours, our BECs, we still have to keep in touch with our friends, also to our parishioners as well. And then, uh, because we are taking a, a platform from Facebook, Facebook, therefore, we get to transmit it to everybody, so everybody gets to listen.
2: So, Father, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I follow you on Facebook and I see that a lot of programmes you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. and and an and assumption basically I, I mean I'm from i, I was born in a, I mean I'm a pj boy actually my grandmother South. yes assumption boy and uh and basically they love they say it's an aging community but I realized mm-hmm. that um today a lot of like even my mom and the aunties are going on to a uh, Facebook. She She's more hypocrite
3: than anybody else. My mother gets a lot of
2: messages. My mother gets more messages than me in one day, you know, on WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, but, but, how, oh. but how are you coping, Father, in terms of uh, what are the programmes you're running today and, and for, for, for assumption and, and and how are the parishioners actually coping with this from your experience so far?
3: So... Every, actually, it started with the moment we were under lockdown, there was a request from the Family Life Commission. They were the ones who first started and asked me whether I would be willing to do a online, uh, 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 an online encounter. So it was a marriage encounter, uh, the Catholic marriage preparation course, which started it off. So they asked me whether I'd be willing to join in. I said yes. I'm willing to consider. I haven't done this before. Well, nobody has, and so this is the first time we did it. And then from there, we discovered the potentialities for this. You know, They has the potential of of using this as a tool for evangelization, a tool for reaching out, a tool for for keeping in touch. And that's how it all started. So that was the beginning. It's humble beginnings, and now it has snowballed into this. So my days are occupied uh, with uh, 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 conversations uh, in uh, WhatsApp, in uh, whatever streaming and whatever uh, uh, needs to be done. We do it to ensure Mm -hmm. that we're still safe, keeping our distance, but nevertheless still being able to keep in touch.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Looks like uh, assumption is leading the way. Eh? <laughs> you know, uh, in, in fact, Father, uh, true story, true story uh, one of my friends contacted me because, you know, we we're doing this podcast and uh, uh, she was asking because she ha- has some ministry in her own Catholic Church and she's asking me, you know, some about some ideas and how to go about to do it online and stuff like that. So I suppose uh, if I can ask, is there any uh, guideline from the church or the diocese to guide uh, ministries who want to to do it online but don't know where to start?
3: Is there somewhere they can go to? Actually, in the first place, we look at the available uh, um, apps which are available to us, yeah? And uh, there's this such thing as uh, Facebook Watch Party and, and all that, and uh, live streaming. All these are able... We can harness this, actually. So I think... Uh, uh, a long time ago, even in the Second Vatican Council, even before the era where where uh, we've we've got all these uh, social media, we talked about in uh, the Second Vatican Council, the in, in Inter intermerifica. we have already said that we are able to reach out and that the the, the we are able to keep in touch through social media. The, all this was foreseen many many years ago, but now uh, now it has become increasingly borderless so as it becomes increasingly borderless so in some of my uh, sessions I suddenly discovered this a lady from Dublin who's logged in I'm very surprised uh, this one from the Ivory Coast who's come and I'm also very oh. surprised where do these people come from all over the world so they're curious they, they want to find out and and there we hope to make that connection and from that connection we hope that uh, they will also be uh, connected to us. All of us, especially I think during this season of tide, we talk about mm-hmm. how the mission of the apostles are, they are being sent out. So in a way, in a sense, I see this as part of this mission of being sent out, of reaching out to others and others responding. And so the important question is, are we able to give Christ to one another? Are we able to give Christ to others? This is how the great missionary activity starts.
1: Wow, that's, a, that's amazing since uh, Vatican II, that's what, uh, 60, 70 years ago, right, Father? And that vision from then, and now we are living in it. Uh, I'm, you know, we, we can certainly proclaim the gospel and spread the faith through all this. But uh, we're going to talk about one of your programs in Assumption, which is, uh, I suppose, mm-hmm. those who have fallen away from the faith. And this program yes. is to bring them back to the, to the faith. And this program is called yes. Landings. Uh, maybe, Mark. Oops. It's time we bring on uh, Jerry, and you know we can talk it further about this program.
3: Yes, yes, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. Hi. Hi Jerry.
1: Hi, Hi Jerry. And uh, Jerry, you're the chief coordinator of this landings program. So maybe you can uh, uh, start off by telling us how this program came about or came to Assumption Church.
4: All right. So I think it goes back to 2018. One day, Father Greg called me to his office. <laughs> And I thought he was going to talk about my two sons who were then uh, uh, altar boys. So went over, and then he started talking about landings, and he said, uh, "I want you to run it." I said, "Father, uh, who are you talking about?" You know. And from then on, I guess. Uh, then after that, he said we'll go down to Singapore. They were celebrating their 10-year anniversary for the landings program successfully there. He said that he attended the program I think some 10 years ago when he was a seminarian. And by the time he supposed to go down, he had to do a corpus twisty joint PJ mask. He said, I can't go, you go with your wife. So we went there and we got introduced to landings. And we found it a bit in, very interesting. And after in the month of September, he called me up and said, Okay, when are we going to start it? I said, okay. Uh so in November I formed a team of 12 people whom I used to work. I was active in the other church program, and there were 12, 12 people who used to work with me. And we had a series of I call it landings program training where we had people from Singapore coming down to train us. So after we were trained, we decided that in January 2019 we want to start a first landing program. Now, how to get people to join? Because as he says, landings if you look at the definition is for returning catholics and people will say i'm not a returning catholic i come to church every week why should i come for landings uh maybe outside other people are there so to start off i think i gave my own testimony in church i did it for all the five uh, masters over the weekend and i still shared my story about how my landing journey was in a way so I said that, I know, my son, my eldest son, who was down with some severe sickness, and that time I was very active in church. I was involved in the Catholic Marriage Preparation Course. I was a lector. I was involved in Alpha then, and I was uh, a few other things I was involved. And suddenly to be struck with this sickness of your son, and you keep asking God, why this happened to me? And initially I was angry with God because, I mean, I... I was thinking that you know, with all the church work, with everything that I'm doing, and so forth, why do I have to go through this? And the more angry I became with God, the further I was away from God. And though I was in church physically, but spiritually I was not there. And until I spoke to a very senior person uh, who spoke to me that you know, sometimes we are put in situations, and you should have faith in God, trust God 100 percent. And that's when I said, you know. I fully trusted God and I said I left the steering wheel to Him, you know, to lead the way and say, whatever outcome comes, I will follow you. And the minute I let go and let God, uh, is when everything turned for the better. God saw the family through the sickness, through the spirit. And the then when I realized that actually that was my landing moment uh, of being away and i'm sure a lot of people have some form or another maybe against the priest against the <coughs> the wardens against the church for some reason or somebody in church that you don't like your BC leader and so forth and that could be one of the reasons where it kind of uh prevents you from having a deeper relationship with God so i did that thing on the pulpit uh in front of the church and we got something like thirty people signing up.
2: Wow, that's real. first
4: landings on the twenty-first of January, two thousand
2: and nineteen. That's awesome. So, Father, maybe uh, I, I think uh, who are the people you are actually targeting for landings? I mean, and then I mean, who should be yes. coming for landings?
3: So we uh, when we talk about returning traffic we talk about people who have disconnected. Uh, Disconnected in some way, whether they can even be physically present in church, but still feel they're not involved, they're disconnected. And so because of that landings, I'm very excited to say landings are drawing people back to church to be connected to be physically present and this is important uh, that all of us need to be physically present to one another it is our presence which is important and this is so important for everybody because i'm told every time we celebrate mass some there are some people who turn off so we can't allow that to happen that turning off cannot happen rather we encourage people to turn on to connect And to stay connected with everyone, so this is the work of the church, bringing even those who are lost back, those who have uh, who who have wandered far away to come home. That that is very important.
1: You know, uh, Father, as uh, Jerry mentioned that uh, well, you can say you you discovered the program in Singapore. What was it
3: about the program that uh, you thought was very uh, going to be very helpful? All right. Uh, So I was a seminarian in Singapore. And then when I was a seminarian uh, in Singapore, I went for my pastoral. And as I went for my pastoral, I discovered uh, this program called Landings and someone called Tony C. He was running the program. And uh, uh, together I worked uh, and helped him out with a few sessions. What touched me was the sharing. Many people want to have a voice and sometimes they when they want to rant and rave they want to speak out uh, and all these sometimes take place in social media sometimes it happens on facebook and sometimes they, there is no forum there is no shepherd to shepherd them and to bring them back there is no support from one another in landings what i've noticed is that there is support that they everyone gives each other support morally uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally. That is one which is very important. So I'd say why the disconnect happens because we had felt distant. We did not feel the loving touch of God uh, in our lives. And so they have stayed away. They've become distant. Landings is the one which brings them back together, makes them feel connected. And that is very important for all of us. It's never- so, Jerry,
2: I mean, uh, I think a lot of our listeners also would like to understand what actually happens after I mean landings. I mean, yeah. So you mean is,
4: after landings? I so, mean, no, once
2: they join, once they once they once they hear right. about so, landings today. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I
4: give an overview. It's a 10-week program, and one of the uh thing, I think the strong points of landing is in terms of there's no judgment and this confidentiality, and also a place where they can speak freely so a typical landings program would be it takes around two hours we start off with uh, praise and worship two songs and then we break into groups uh, The groups are between uh, six to eight people where we have facilitators and co-facilitators and once you're in a group you remain in a group throughout so there's no uh people coming in between our new people coming in because one of the things that is the bond of uh kind of friendship that they bond together and one of the things we start off is the faith story sharing. So now maybe I give you an example uh we don't talk about our faith so openly or some uh experiences that we may have been gone away from God. So typically a lady who was once in our group uh she shared that, you know, uh, uh she's been married, she had kids all grown up, and she's been to the confession, she comes to church every week, she's been to pota retreats, charismatic retreats, and so forth. And because we had this faith story sharing, suddenly what kept deep inside, I think this is things that very deep, deep within us, and she said that actually Throughout her marriage, her husband has passed away since. That she was actually abused by the husband, but she kept it inside and nobody knew about it. And when she let it out, it was a big thing off her shoulder. She felt a huge, huge relief. And many other people also have uh, stories of themselves where actually they keep it inside and it kind of hinders their relationship with God. So we do that faith story. Everybody takes a turn to do the faith story sharing. And every time we do a faith story sharing, nobody it's allowed to ask questions why or why you did this, but more of an affirmation. Thank you for sharing. It really helped me and so forth. And that kind of creates the thing. So every week we got people from different uh, in within your group sharing their faith story sharing. After that, we'll have what we call in Malaysia, you have to have makan-makan. So you'll be surprised that each, each group will bring food for eight to 10 people. And normally a typical landing will have around 10 groups. Uh, give and take and we bring all the food together and we have a fellowship with other groups just during that period and after that we have the Catholic teams now this is a Catholic program it was by the police brothers uh, in US and this is a Catholic program so we think about we talk about confession, we talk about Holy Eucharist and everything that's related to the Catholic Church but we rotate so today I coordinated tomorrow somebody has coordinated. And everybody takes turn. Once we finish, we go back to the room. We sing song. Of, uh, uh, we sing a final hymn. We do the final prayer, and we go off. Uh, and that's where the bond between the people grow. And in between, we have a weekend away. Uh, so we put in some assumption. I call it uh, flavors into that weekend away. Uh, I call it uh, because you 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 don't see it in most retreats, but. Uh, if you have read the harem, we have put it there. But uh so we have uh, what do you call it the God's love letter to the participants. We put their names there and they get very touched. And then we have sharing or sessions are done by the core team members, sharing their journey about it. Father will come do a session on reconciliation, and then we have the blessed sacrament, we have confession where we invite three or four priests to come in. And so you have individual confession. Plus, we have a walking rosary uh, around where we're having the place. And next morning, if weather permits, we have Mass by the Beach. All right. Uh, and also then we say what to do next. Now, a lot of people go for retreats. What do, do I do next? Yes, after 10 weeks, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? That's the question that normally people ask. Or how do I get involved in church? I'm shy to ask. I like to sing, but I don't know whether I can join the choir. Accept me, mm. and someone to teach Sunday school. So we provide an avenue for them to tell us what would you like to be contributing to after you finish your landings uh, session. And the first time we had thirty people, we had twenty-eight people coming back to be part of landings two. Great. And then when we finished landings two, which we had fifty participants, we had another thirty people want to be part of landings three. So we had a group of hundred people, kind of uh, facilitators and so forth. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. One, we're having our landings program. We also have an intercessory group, which is at the sitter at the bottom, and we encourage members to write their petitions. So they write their petitions then and there. You get a group of people of ten people just praying for your petitions. If it's confidential, you you sit it up. If not, you can. So initially, the intercessory group were opening each one of the notes. Eventually, became too many. You had like 80, 90 one time coming, and they can't open it, so they just put it there and they prayed generally. And the amazing thing is, a lot of these intercessory prayers that people requested came through. And so they come and thank the group and say, "Thank you for my prayers, your prayers to me, and now this has happened." somebody who has been looking for a job for two years within the first three weeks suddenly his press was answered he got a job offer so the Holy Spirit works in in great ways and this is one of the ways that I think landings has brought the people to come back to church and play a more active role and another thing is Landings is actually for Catholics the reason is it only for Catholics is because we talk about the Catholic teams if you have somebody who does not know what's a Catholic uh, history is about. So when you talk about confession, the person may be lost. So uh, we do make exceptions. So we had uh, three people who either their boyfriend or their husbands or wives were Catholics. So with Father Greg's approval, we allowed them to come. And today, okay, if we didn't have this MCO, they would have been baptized uh, last Easter, the Easter that we passed by. And they've been married for ten years. And somebody asked them. Why do you have to wait for 10 years to suddenly decide? So he said that going through the landings program got to understand the fate even better. And somehow rather that this call that felt and all these three were didn't know each other that well. So they decided to, to go through RCIA. And that's what is the thing about it, it brought a lot of joy to not only to the husband or wives of these people, but all of us because as a landings group, uh, we grow as one together.
1: Oh, that's amazing! Um, you know, Patrick, to hear the response, and uh, you know, not just uh, coming back to the church, but also serving in the church. Yeah, I suppose, uh, Father Greg, um, what is what do you think is the turning point in that program? I mean, you you talked about you know people wanting their voice to be heard, and most often we hear you know Catholics uh, you know falling away from the church because like like Jerry said, a BC member or maybe the priest just uh, said something wrong. Is is the turning point opening up?
3: Or having someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to address the issue, but um, it's very cathartic. You know, everything which happens to them, their journey. They need to be heard. They need their, their stories need to be understood. But ultimately, I believe it. The point is community. In landings, there is community. People come together, and uh, uh, and when we come together, and when Catholics come together, they share their brokenness, and in that love is bonds are formed and that's the connection what happens people understand and in that understanding and with the help of uh uh, sacramental grace and and all the the masses which we encourage them to come back they gradually return and that is the most important point so maybe um i i can there is the words of this hymn which i'm just going to sing just one verse and then we ask ourselves whether we can hear God calling us back, and it's called the summons. I'm just going to sing it a cappella. Will you come and follow me if I but call your
0: name?
3: Will you go where
0: you don't know and never be the same?
3: Will you let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known? Will you let my life be grown in you, and you in me? This is just the first verse. But again, here we have seen we are singing the last line: "Will you let my life be grown in you, and you in me?" That is how it's a process of growth. It's a process of continuity continuing, not disconnection, but reconnection.
1: Yeah, that, and, I, and I found in that, uh, while you were singing that, uh, Father, that hymn, it's very personal, isn't it? It it sounds as if, you know, the calling is straight directly to you. Uh, you know, as uh, Jerry was talking about uh, marriages and coming in, you know, I was, I'm just wondering, like, uh, what about mixed, mixed Christian marriages? You know, sometimes as Catholics, we might, we might, you know, cradle Catholics, we might not really know how to describe or explain the faith mm-hmm. to our Protestant uh, yeah. Uh, friends and, you know, what more if you're married to once, you know, mm. would this be a good starting point before they decide to go to
3: RCIA? So, uh, that's exactly what happened to this couple who married. Who were married for 10 years and uh, um, the wife was not actually uh, Catholic, but a uh, uh, I think it was a Lutheran, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless, seeing her husband reconnect and being connected to us, she asked for permission whether she could join. And having interviewed her, I decided, yes, she is a fit and proper person to to be reconnected. And so, yes, we allowed her, uh, with my permission, we allowed her to join us. But we saw the fire being lit. I think there's always this, this moment where you see someone getting passionate and you see a fire within that person. That is very important. When that fire is lit and when that person feels passionate about you know, joining and reconnecting, that is the time. We saw all these signs. We saw her looking longingly when we had the sacrament of confession. We saw her looking longingly when we gave the Holy Eucharist. And so, immediately after that, she reconnected with us uh, and and is on a journey for RCIA. And that is, I praise God. uh. So, right now, uh, because uh, of the COVID-19, we are not able to have the the full rights. But nevertheless, not to mention, uh, she continues to follow us and she continues to be faithful, but she awaits the day when, she will be uh, integrated into the Catholic Church, united with us uh, when she will receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. And so, these, so it also becomes a very important tool for those who are able to see the, the benefit. So usually it goes through, a. am talking about these are just exceptions, but I talk to that person, whether that person is a disposition or not, or not just something which, you know, that person simply comes in. that one we don't. Uh, That one we recommend RCI in. But for those, that special person, that special something, uh, in French we say the je ne sais quoi, that that something, uh, that special element in that person, uh, if I'm able to see that, yes, come. That's when I I invite them. Yeah, that's amazing. So So, So, Kevin, you asked this question, uh,
4: how old is the participant? So you'll be surprised. We have as young as 19, yeah, and as old as eighty one. Wow! All right. <laughs> so
2: everyone is welcome.
4: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. So of course we don't put the nineteen year old with the eighty one year old in the same group. Then you'll have a different disconnect. So one of the things we do is a coffee chat before they even join to set the expectation. This is what the expectation, is. and sometimes they share their story with us, and we try to put the group together. Now uh, we practice it that male is one side, female one side. The reason is people share to share better when. You have different people of the uh, same uh, gender in a group. And that's how, how we've been doing. And for this run that we are in the midst of, uh, we did halfway. I think we have around 30 people out of uh, 60 people who are below the age of 30. All right? And we have around 8 of them or 10 of them above the age of 65. So we have a mixture of people that are in this group of people coming for land. So it's for everyone, actually. There's no uh age limit to that.
2: So Father, if I may ask, uh what is your I mean and also Jerry, what is your proudest moment from landings? I mean any stories which you felt wow, I mean that that, that says that wow well, this word, all the challenges you've gone through and all the hard work, you know any any particular moment
3: which you felt that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jerry first.
2: <laughs> all right. So
4: for me it actually when they come for the first session, normally people are halfway wanting to run out of the room because am I in the right place and so forth. And all I can say is be patient and give this program a chance. And then you see them moving from wanting to go out door to being around. And when the program ends, right, you have a number of people coming up and asking, "I really feel part of the church today, and can I do more?" What is next? What am I going to do every Monday from there on? And they see I feel so much joy coming to church. Maybe in the past they used to know maybe two or three people. Today they know around 50, 60 people. And this is born and they feel it so meaningful to do it. And we also have what we call a community service, which we started uh, last year after landings to. Uh we had what we call it, we visited an orphanage. We had the Gotong Royong in church where 40 landings people came and cleaned the whole church up all right and then we also had the crypt that we put up in church and various other things that we put together so today we are a community and that's for me is the greatest joy to see all these people coming to church with a lot of enthusiasm joy in their hearts their face and that to me is for me the greatest satisfaction
3: mm-hmm. so you, for father? me is yeah for me to see them participate at mass, participate in the activities. They are just so full of energy. That is the one which touches me the most when, for example, we didn't have anybody to build the Christmas crib. They said, yeah, we'll do it. Don't worry. And they did it in just a matter of days, actually, how they were able to do that. I was so proud of them that they were able to uh, source from local materials and build from that, actually. So I was very proud of them. That Christmas crib was beautiful. And the other one significant one was also about the the cleaning of the church, yeah? the cleaning of the church. It's not easy. Uh, our church is not easy to, to clean the entire church and Assumption is a huge uh, building and they managed to do it actually, clean the fans and it was, they were methodic, they cleaned the fans, they cleaned the jeans, everything. So, I admire that fire which I see, them. a fire which had initially gone cold, but has been relit. That is the one which should carry us forward.
2: Father, I think the altar boys, they normally build a crib, I think, is there. Mm-hmm. I think they need to buck
3: <laughs> up. <that>. So, so <laughs> yeah, normally they build a crib, but I think after two successive uh, two years, we, we should not allow them to build all, every year because... <laughs> they're the tired. So what we do is we go on rotation. Here we found that the landings team, they were the ones who were doing it. So we allowed them to do it. And the author yeah. boys uh, took a, a rest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this uh, uh,
1: landings is really suitable for people who are going through a tough time, I suppose. And I'm just thinking, yes. you know, with the with the situation now you know covid and mco you know we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of months uh, many people might be you know suffering in their workplace or losing their jobs and this will create of course that spiritual darkness i suppose mm-hmm. and you know, are you expecting a lot more people to to join this program and you know come on board due to the situation
3: I uh during this covid-19 we discovered that there was a lot of uh, brokenness a lot of depression i think even a couple of suicides as well and this this hurts me every time i hear this happening uh, that we were not able to do anything to help them so Uh, As we speak at this today, uh, Jerry and I will be also reaching out to them and doing our first online meeting with uh, them because we were not able to finish because we were supposed to finish at Easter because of COVID-19 and the MCO. We were not able to do anything. So we now have to use social media to reach them. This is, uh, um, I think, the reason why we have been doing what we have been doing. Now, we have the tool to reach out to them and not uh, remain disconnected and not remain apart from them. So, this is the beautiful thing. So, this evening, we are doing that and the core team will be meeting this evening.
2: So, Father, I mean, Jerry, I mean, uh, saying that, I mean, with the MCO and also, uh, if someone, I mean, uh, maybe if you want to do a shout out to those listening, uh, and going through a particular moment in their lives, which uh, disconnects them from church, maybe if you could do a message to them, so that to tell them about landings and to tell them why they should join landings. Uh, maybe we'll give you your space to each of you, all, each father and Jerry, to say something about landings, so that hopefully that we are able to make an impact to the show to drive people towards mm-hmm. the landings we all have. Maybe we start with you, Jerry. All right. So for me, uh,
4: I think give this program a chance. Yes, everybody has the challenges, and even now, it's more challenging with the situation, with jobs, with situation in the families, and all that. Now, uh, for the fact that we have done th- almost two and a half uh, landings program, and people have come forward, and you now when they go through halfway the program, a lot of them speak to their friends and they want to join. So when we do join, and when you organize the next one, please come forward or give me your names. All right uh through the assumption uh, office or the website where we will call you uh to let you know when is the next program only thing we ask you is just to come with an open mind and just let the program flow as how it is and believe me god and the holy spirit will work wonders
0: i seen we have seen people who come in with their hands folded for the first 2 3 sessions